Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Whether you're looking to get on your very first store shelf or you're looking to grow your national or even international food brand, this podcast is going to teach you what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale a packaged food brand. Hear the food founder journeys of brands growing in their industry so you can fast track your food business success. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Hello, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley, and today I'm thrilled to have Sarah Rio of Ladybird Provisions here. Sarah, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on and talk more about you know your journey with Ladybird Provisions. I know you guys have done a ton of changes in the last little while um, with new products and everything. But for anyone who's not aware of your product, can you talk to us about what is Ladybird Provisions? Yeah. So um, Ladybird Provisions, we are a company who make products that add function into beverage. So our first product, which are called Butter Coffee Bombs, are a pre-made butter coffee supplement, essentially. It's organic coconut oil, grass-fed butter, and collagen protein. And then medicinal, and then different medicinal spices that come together in a little pod or a bomb that you just drop into hot coffee, milk, or tea. And then you have a really delicious, really functional, really good for you beverage with healthy fats and protein. So it's super simple, delicious, and you know, something you just don't have to think about. So it's great for just wanting something good and having it right there at your fingertips. I was telling you before we hit record, I was so excited to like find this product uh, for anyone out there who maybe like adds pieces to their coffee as it is. This like saves you all that time of doing it. I loved when I found this because it made it super easy for me to just add one of the coffee bombs into my product, into my coffee and away I went, which was awesome. So how did you, how did you end up landing on this product? Were you doing this at home or what led you to do this? So Ladybird is a really interesting, it's definitely been a journey. Uh, When I was 17, my dad passed away from complications related to his diabetes. So that was, it was a really important time in my life, you know, and and a time where I just, I really realized the importance of nutrition. Um, And so that led me to become a registered dietitian. So uh, after school, I started working actually in schools with uh, with school districts, with the school lunch plans and more with pediatrics and really loved what I did. I was having a huge impact feeding like 80 and a hundred thousand kids a day. And, you know, I really enjoyed the whole process, but then I met my husband and we got married and moved to Austin. And I kind of had this opportunity to do something different. And John, my husband always kind of said, Sarah, you work so hard for other people. You really should do something on your own. But I didn't have no idea. I liked that idea, but I didn't know what it was. So anyways, moved to Austin, started working in this uh, wellness pharmacy. um, And that's where I met Nicole, who's my co-founder. And Nicole came in to work one day and she had these little a very premature version of what coffee bombs are today, but it was in that little heart shaped mold and it was the mixture of fats and protein. And, you know, so that was my first, that was really my first introduction to this like genius thing. And so I loved it, but really didn't think a whole lot of it for a couple of weeks. But then one night I just had this, for some reason, the idea just came to my head and I couldn't sleep. And I thought, gosh, this might be something that 
could be beneficial to other people. So, you know, as a dietitian, you know, still dietitians today are educating people about low fat diets and healthy whole grains and that whole thing. And, and being, I guess, a little bit more progressive about how to eat and whole foods and, and the whole thing. So I, I, it was really important to me to get the message out there that fats are good. Um, and so anyways, I just thought this was, could be something that people might like. So I said, Hey, Nicole, what do you think about trying to make something of this? And she's a single mom and works, you know, a you know, bunch of different jobs. So she was like, I don't have time, but I'd love to, you know, let, love to do it. So anyways, there, there, there was the, the birth of Ladybird and, you know, trying to make this a consumer ready product. How did you guys manage that in terms of like timing division of labor? I know that's something a lot of people think about. They're like, do I bring on a co-founder? Do I work with someone that I'm close with on, on this? Do I do it all my myself? Was, was it really natural for you guys in terms of how to divide who does what? Or was everything kind of collaborative? Or were you just figuring it out like on your own and kind of seeing who rolled with what punch better? Yeah. I mean, it was probably more of the latter, but I, where I met Nicole in the pharmacy here, it wasn't, that wasn't the place I wanted to be. It was just something for me to do while I figured out what, you know, figured out the next step. So after being there just a few months, I, you know, I was like, you know, I'm going to try Ladybird and just figure out what, what can happen. So, you know, a lot of like the base work was all me because I was, you know, Nicole works a lot and I had this time I was dedicating, dedicating my time to making Ladybird into a company. So, but whenever we were producing and then we started in farmer's markets, that was very, you know, we did that together. So we both were in the kitchen together, not all the time, but often we either did the farmer's markets together or took turns doing it. So, you know, that was very much a combined effort and, you know, we definitely had some growing pains, but it, you know, and, and now Nicole is still, she's totally in charge of production. Um, and then I still kind of do all the other stuff. So we still kind of have a good, we understand each other's strengths. And, and you know, I'm definitely happy to have a co-founder because it does alleviate a lot of the pressure because there's so many things that need to happen. But so, yeah, we do have a pretty, pretty decent separation um, in what we do, but it works well together. That's nice. You guys both have your different domains almost, but you can always come together to collaborate on things, to chat things out. I hear so often people are like, I feel all alone in these like decisions I need to make in my business. Um, so it's nice to not have to like go through any of that alone, right? Right. Yeah, it is for sure. So then talk to me about the journey from, okay, you guys were creating this, going to some farmer's markets. You have pretty wide distribution right now. What, um, what did that look like? Was it you guys knocking on doors? Did you find a great distributor? How did you manage to get the growth that you now have? And did you have any hurdles along the way? Yeah. You know, I feel like we were really lucky to begin with. So we started in the farmer's markets, right? Um, And that was such a good opportunity to talk to people and get their direct feedback. And and we saw repeat customers. So we kind of knew we had something that people would actually buy. And then through the farmer's market, I heard of something that HEB, which is a big retailer here, does called HEB Quest for the Texas Best. So it's um, for brands to submit into this competition, essentially, and they choose 20 finalists. And then the finalists, they kind of have this whole 
charade, you know, they, they make it like a really fun event, but then they choose like three winners from the, that group of 20 finalists. Anyway, so we, we, out of over 700 applicants, we were a finalist. So we didn't win like the first, second or third prize, but because we were finalists, my buyer, or the, the healthy living buyer, which is the department we're in, in HEB was like, you know, we're going to try you guys out in 20 stores and see how you see how you do. And so that, I mean, right now that seems so nominal, but at the time I was like, okay. And he said, do you think you can do that? And I was like, yep. But in my mind, I was like, well, how are we going to do 20 stores? Um, anyways, but that's how it started. And it did really well. And then they eventually put us into all 80 healthy living sets. So there's there's more HEBs, but only 80 with the healthy living set that we're in. And then that was kind of the, the start. So once we had some traction there, then it was much easier to get into, you know, say how our sales were going and and get into other distribution. Were you afraid at all when you got on shelf, given the fact that it's somewhat of a new concept, right? Like I haven't seen any other product out there like what you guys offer, which is amazing, but it can also be like to educate consumers sometimes. What was it like when you guys got on shelf? Did you have to invest in making sure it got off shelf or did people kind of get it right away and they were, they were on board with it? Yeah, I think our biggest hurdle is the education piece. So we're still small. We we haven't raised any money, so we have a very nominal budget. And, you know, that that is definitely one of the biggest hurdles with the co- coffee bomb product is that there is such an education. So you have the the select group of people who are like, "Ah, oh, this is awesome. It's like bulletproof but better," right? Like and and thank goodness for bulletproof because that they did do a lot of marketing and um educational efforts on our behalf, essentially. But for the majority of people who don't understand what it is, it does take that little bit of the education component. So yeah, it was uh, that that's still a challenge for us today. And and COVID was really the um, initiator in us creating and launching and developing this our new product, which is Dry Bombs, which is shelf stable. But another reason why we're excited about Dry Bombs is that it's a dairy-free collagen creamer. So there's not a lot of education that needs to go into that. It's, it is a dairy-free collagen creamer. So whereas a butter coffee bomb is more why do I want to put this much fat in my coffee? What, you know, you know, there's a lot more education to it. So that's yeah, still a challenge. Right. Right. Do you find a lot of your current customers are like going to this new product that you have the dry bombs, or is it like a whole new group of people that you've now tapped into dry bombs just launched in July. So that's when we got our first like round of packaging in and started and so we started on our website, sending them out. And then in October, we got into Amazon. So now we're on Amazon with our dry bombs. And then later this month, we'll be in HEB. So it, it'll be our work. We'll kind of unsure. So Amazon is obviously a whole new group of people who are ordering. But as far as retail and and, and customers, I don't know what it's going to be like. But it is going to be great to have the brand in refrigerated healthy living and then also on shelf dry shelf space too. So a little bit more brand recognition. Yeah, that'll definitely help for sure in getting people from both. And like I would imagine you're gonna have a lot of people from healthy living transfer over and probably just be excited to find something from you guys up on Amazon as well. That's just open up a whole new world to you guys. Right. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, really excited about it. And really excited just to like, I mean, so dry bombs were born because during COVID, um you know, coffee bombs are a luxury item 
it's not something that every everybody needs and it's not like a milk or a cheese or bread or canned food, you know, that, which was all, all people were really focused on initially. So our sales dropped. And, and during that time we were like, we can't do online because our product melts. I mean, we do ship for a few months whenever it's cold, but overall it's not sustainable for us to ship. Or if it was, we would have to pack in dry ice and styrofoam and we just aren't going to do that. So um, we, you know, we really wanted to create this online presence, uh, because we know how important it is, but we really realized how important it was during COVID. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's kind of a whole new world. What's been one of the like biggest learnings as you move into this new world of like online selling with the product? Yeah, honestly, the biggest learning isn't because we, I interviewed a few different groups on Amazon. So that was something I knew I didn't have the time to learn well, and I didn't want to, because it changes so much. And I just, you know, um, so we hired somebody. So we actually have a group who manages all of our Amazon stuff. So it's been pretty seamless getting onto Amazon. The hardest part has been figuring out production. So we make uh, we have our own facility and we make coffee bombs in-house, but dry bombs, it wasn't some, we thought we could do it in-house initially and had this machine, but it, it, we quickly realized that it wasn't gonna, we, it, we, we are not fast enough. So we needed to find a co co-packer uh, and that's been really difficult. So um, that has been the, the biggest hurdle because we are selective and intentional with our ingredients and not all co-packers can work with the ingredients that we chose because the consistency and in, in, in their machines. And so that finding a co-packer was a lot harder than I anticipated, but you know, everybody said it would be hard and that it's hard, but you just kind of don't realize until you're in it. Um, but that's the same with starting Lady Bird. I mean, I had friends say it's going to be hard and I was like, ah, eh, you know, we have a great idea. It's going to be easy, but it, every, everything about this industry is hard, but also, um, you know, very rewarding. So. Yeah, I think that's that's just it what you said like it's hard but it's super rewarding as yeah. well. Um you know, there's so many hats to wear and so many different areas to go with it. But when you like see it in the shelf or like have people being like oh, I love your product, it makes it I don't know. Maybe it makes it worth it. <laughs> no, yeah, it definitely it definitely does. It it, it is really, really cool. Um actually this morning I had a call with a friend who is in the idea phase of starting something. Um, and she has a really great idea. And, you know, I was, I loved kind of talking to her and it was so funny because I still feel like I have, you know, I'm so in the big picture, I'm so small and so I have so much to learn, but like, I remember being where she is and I'm, I feel like I'm just light years beyond that. So it's really, it is a really interesting perspective when, you know, I, when I realized how much I've learned and how much I've grown, um, and, and admittedly, I know there's still so much to learn and so much more room to grow, but it is fun to kind of see that progression and definitely great to pass it forward because I def I had people help me along the way. So I love having that opportunity to do the same thing. That's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. It's so difficult in the moment to like see how far you come how far yeah. you've come. And sometimes when someone else asks you like, oh yeah, no, there's this journey and it's going to be different for everyone, but you have come a long way for sure. If you could even go back to like beginning self when you were, you guys were just thinking about doing this and you were like, yeah, let's do it. What 
advice would you give yourself around working in the business? Uh, It would be, it's, you know, I kind of, and I think most early founders have the same kind of vision, but I was like, oh, we have a great idea. People like it. It's just going to be so easy and we're going to grow so fast and it's going to be great. You know, I, we, I had this, like, we're going to, you know, be around for three or four years and then we'll sell. And, you know, I said, that was, that was in my mind, what, um, what it looked like, but in reality, it, it is a lot different than that, or it was for me. And, and I'm not there, there are definitely those unicorn companies that come out and just hit it out of the park and it's perfect timing and all that. And, um, so it's definitely possible. And, and also after starting Ladybird. A few months, I was got pregnant with my first child. So Ladybird's been around for just about four years. I have a three and a half year old and a one and a half year old. So you know, I also like started a family during this time, and um, they are my priority for sure. So yeah, it's 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 all about perspective. And I guess if my husband were answering this for me, he would say to tell myself to not take it so seriously because you know I would get so worked up about these little things and you really just have to like, let it roll. So uh, I would say it's harder than you think. And then don't take yourself so seriously. (laughs) Those are both like very good pieces of advice. Yeah. To give your early self and and probably still in it these days. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine too, like just, you know, starting to raise a family as you're you know, growing a business too, that's not an easy piece. Were you ever concerned about that? Were you like, no, I'm determined. I'm going to make it work to like make it all work. Um, or what, what was your kind of head like at that point? Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely a, is this really worth doing? Cause literally we had just started at the farmer's market. So we were like three months into Ladybird, And then I found out I was pregnant and I was like, gosh, is this really like, um, is this, yeah. So it really did take some internalizing and, and deciding whether or not it was going to be worth pursuing. But, you know, ultimately I feel like my kids are a motivation in a way for it to be successful because I want them to, you know, be proud or I, you know, I want them to know what it's like to like, want to do something and work hard and make it happen. So, you know, and, and even if it doesn't end up being this for successful, you know, unicorn, whatever, like, no matter what, I feel like what, how, how much I've learned and how far we've come. And, you know, it's just been me and Nicole, like we, we have, if we really think about what we've done and without money, without like, a big team, you know, we really have a lot to be proud about. So I have to also tell myself that at times when, when I, when I get down on whatever, um, <laughs> you know, or, or cow being out of stock or whatever little thing happens, I'm like, okay, it's okay. We've come through, you know, we've dealt, dealt with a lot more. So yeah. Anyways, I think kids have helped me be better. That's, that's good. Yeah. That's, um, we all need like, there's so many different reasons to keep going in business and keep pushing and we find inspiration everywhere. Right. And of course your family, like that's a, that's the motivator right there. Right. Absolutely. What? uh, Okay. So you guys have gone through a lot this year in terms of working on a whole new product, Mm -hmm. getting um, set up online. What's, what's kind of next on the horizon for you guys? Um, what are some of the new pieces that you guys are looking to overcome or where are you looking to grow next? 
Yeah. So right now, I think the big focus is on getting into doors with dry bombs. So we're talking with Sprouts. We're, uh, you know, we have a handful of key accounts that we're working on right now. And if we can get some yeses from those, then, you know, that'll be really great for us and in sales and everything that all of our goals. So that's kind of the, the big priority, but we're always, we're constantly innovating. So we have some ideas in the pipeline. We're already working on recipes and, and, and so whenever we're ready financially, it would, you know, it's just paying for packaging, figuring out production, you know, it's so, so we're ready to go when the opportunity comes. So trying to stay focused on what we need to do now, which was grow, grow sales and get dry bombs out there, but also just preparing for next steps too. Um, and what about what about any tips for someone who's in the early phases or maybe someone who's even just, you know, at the that place where you were a few years ago where you're like, we have this great product, I kind of want to do something. Should I do something or, or not? What advice do you have someone in those uh, positions? My biggest advice is to find uh, people who are, you know, find your tribe, people who are in uh, who can understand who you can talk to, who can, they can help guide you, like find people who know more than you and, and are happy to help and then get their help because it's really hard to do it on your own. And why waste the time and energy and effort and stress if you can just kind of get advice from somebody else and, and help with guidance. So it's totally doable. It just takes some time and, um, and, and some work, but if you have people you know, having somebody there, a support group, you know, an accelerator program or networks, I'm sure, you know, CPG net, CPG networks, just get involved with people as much as you can. Uh, and that's hard probably now with everything being online. And it was certainly hard for me with kids because, you know, I couldn't go to happy hours and stuff because I, you know, was home. So, you know, do the best you can, but definitely use resources that are available that are out there. And because that those are life changing, that's life changing help for sure. Absolutely. Great advice there. Anything else that you want to share with everyone before we wrap up? Well, yeah, no, I mean, if you're, I just, again, it's kind of like go, if you want to go into this, know that it is going to be hard, but as long as you're prepared for the hard, then Mm -hmm. when it is hard, it won't be so shocking. You know, you're just kind of like, okay, well, this is what they said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then again, I'm such a true believer of surround yourself with people who know more than you and who are mm-hmm. better than you. So you can learn from them and they can help you and, you know, just be humble and honest with what you know and what you don't know. And it's okay to not know everything. So mm-hmm. great advice. Great advice. Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your journey um, and sharing these insights and wisdoms for everyone tuning in. Well, I, thank you. I appreciate you having me. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Cool. Thanks.